Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this guy. Uh, The hottest new Xbox One DJ, uh, DJ Hot Pants. Jason Smith. (laughs) And we're the show that uh, watches shows and uh, wants to tell you what to watch. Yep, we'll tell you all about the streaming wars, what to stream, and where to stream it. Yep, or if you're like me, you just uh, get a new Xbox and uh, figure out that there's no new games, so you download uh, you download Fuser and you become uh, the world's greatest uh, Coachella DJ. Is that a thing? It's a game. It's called, uh, yeah, it's called Fuser, and basically you take a whole bunch of tracks and you uh, you just basically make mixed tracks for, for imaginary dancers, and that's what I've been doing for the last four hours. Uh Oh, wait, so you, like, you have to learn. Does it teach you actually how to be a, a DJ, even though well, that might be an oxymoron? Well, it, um, it, it, there's, I, I'm sure there's something in there that teaches you how to do something. Mostly it's a rhythm game, um, it, but you get to decorate your character. Um, so he wears short pants and a bunny rabbit face and uh, has a big, long beard. And, uh, you know, you just go to town. Uh, you go to town that way. Okay, well, before we go any further, hey, Nancy, I just want to say, as I know you do, I want to say on air, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans and to Airman Smitty. Thank you all for your service. I'm humbled by all the things I don't know and take for granted because of yep. you guys and girls. And Thank people. you very much. And yes. people. All the peoples out there. Yeah. All uh, the people. Thank you for your service, everybody. Right. You're not getting enough. <laughs> That's all. You should get more. Whatever yeah. it is, you should be getting double or triple at least. Amen. Yeah, thank you. And Jason, absolutely. thank you for yours. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I was telling somebody. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go I was ahead. telling somebody today, I, I was like human email. That was my job. I kind of started right before email. So I sat in a vault and every time a classified piece of uh, communication came across this big dot matrix printer that was connected to the internet, uh, the, uh, the army internet or ARPnet, mm-hmm. I would take it off i would call the person and they would come pick it up and they'd sign for it and i would hand them the documents so this is all pre-email um i'm sure that job has been replaced by um anything could replace that job you could have a robot you could have a really smart dog you have a suction Uh, tube you you actually just have the i've been replaced by the anarchy and a mouse click uh i mean listen but here's the thing and and you know when you join you don't know that that's going to be your job. You can oh, easily get sent to comp. Oh, it doesn't mean, oh, you knew? I, well, you I, I thought it would be a little bit more. I thought it was calm. I thought I would be doing something more in computers because that was where all the computer stuff was. Mm. Uh, but, mm. uh, yeah, that was my job. And also to play a lot of hide all the um, the, the the sergeant's uh, dirty pictures uh, before anybody comes <laughs> comes in and notices that he's watching. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He would have you do that? Yeah, yeah. Or you just did it as a courtesy. Well, I mean, a little bit of both. I mean, you, you once once you're told you once you're told to hide the dirty pictures once, you learn that that's not just a courtesy, but part of your uh, job description. Part of your job description. And what did you do about your dirty pictures? Just put them in. The I didn't put dirty pictures on the those Art those Net? particular computers. No, it didn't make any sense to me. Artnet started LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, not LinkedIn. I <laughs> uh, started uh, the other one, the Julian. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Schneider. Not, no, that's the uh, artist. You know what I mean? Yeah, WikiLeaks. Uh, Julian Assange started that. Okay, so I want to go back because I don't want to get into all this, but I want to go back. Thank you for your service. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Emails, whatever you did, thank you. And I want to go back to this, the DJ thing. Mm-hmm. You're doing the DJ thing. 
every time I think of DJ, I don't think like, like I think DJ, like you're talking about, like you're at a club and you got all the people around your DJ box or booth or whatever. And that's, that's being a DJ. Right. But yeah. I, I think that DJ disc jockey really started with being in a radio radio thing. thing yeah. So when someone says like, oh, I was a DJ and I got fired, like if we were watching our guests, uh, uh, old, uh, not old, it's a, what is it called? Daddy issues, right? Mm -hmm. His stand up on Amazon Prime. And if, you, if you're watching that, he talks about getting fired. Uh, Brad Williams talks about getting fired from a DJ job that he had. Mm -hmm. And in San Francisco. And the first thing that pops in my head, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Guy was a DJ. He's traveling around to the clubs. They're like, oh, yeah. you have to learn how to do that. And I'm thinking about you. I'm like, do they teach you how to do that? And I'm like, oh, no, wait, he's a radio DJ. Yeah. That, that's where it started. How yeah. did they annex DJs? Like, what well, happened? I think there's two. I mean, there's the DJ and the MC, right? And so mm -hmm. I think a little bit of the, I think there's a little bit of crossover. So, because when you think about like who's running, who's running the mic at your wedding, that's an MC. Um, your DJ is the one that's, switching out the records right you're disc jockey so the jockey idea in the music you're, you're, you're jockeying the music so that's i think where it comes from well then i think without any further ado because i want to hear the story we'll, we'll talk about it a little because it's a funny story but i want to uh get him on and start talking about all kinds of things that are funny because yep. everyone right now needs some funny so without Hell any yeah. don't you agree i agree okay i need some funny all right, I, I, I mean and it needs to be a lot funnier than how bad uh my dj set was uh so oh is that funny Oh, it was bad. It was oh, okay, funny. yeah, it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, stand-up comedian extraordinaire, ladies and gentlemen, Brad Williams. Yeah. Did we get some applause there, Jason? I'm going to give you applause anyway. I love it. I don't know what happened. My my cat sat on my uh, my roadcaster. How you doing, Brad? Doing fantastic. Uh, or, I mean, you can call me Brad. You can call me by my DJ name, which is uh, DJ Fourfoot. Uh, on the on on the ones and the halves, and uh, you know, spitting hot tracks, man. Uh, it, it, no, it, it's so funny you bring that up. I mean, because you say like I was a DJ on the radio, and that's where I started. Yeah, I didn't have any training. There was no training. I wasn't. I didn't hit buttons to play music. The, the other guy did that. I had a microphone in front of my face, and they said, "Hey, be funny, don't curse." That that's pretty much what they told me. And you still managed to fuck it up. Yeah, I still had to fuck it up uh, by saying things like that. No, uh, I was on a morning show uh, in San Francisco called – it was Live 105. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I was one of the guys on the Wacky, Mor the Wacky Morning Show. All right, we're Live 105. Playing all That's the good. rock hits in the Bay Area. Okay, we got Jack White. Jack White coming up next. Oh, hey, if, if you you remember that if you hear the strokes, then call in. Be call number one oh five and give us the phrase that pays. Then we send you to Jack White. You know, some, some stupid shit like that. You um, really that that left a psychic imprint. I mean, you went right there. <laughs> oh well, man! As a stand-up comic, you do so many morning zoo shows on the road. Like that's mm -hmm. typically what you do is you go on the road and you do morning radio to plug your shows at whatever club that weekend. And so, yeah, I've gotten all of the morning DJs, uh, like I have, uh, it's ingrained into me, just that, hey, we're here with Funny Man Brad Williams, Brad Williams got a show, she got a chuckle hut going on tonight, we're five big shows, five shows, call her, call her number three right now, gets free tickets to the Saturday Night Late Show, Saturday Night Early Show sold out, better get, better get your tickets, all right, so Brad, coming into the chuckle hut this weekend, now you're a midget, tell me what that's like, you know, like that's... That was essentially my, that, that, that's essentially my life on the road right there. Was that pre-PC or is that how, you know, pre-cancel oh. culture? Or is that how it happens right now? Still now. 
No one cares. Yeah, well, because we're the last group. Like, everyone's afraid of offending certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, the dwarves are, we're the last group anyone's going to really care about offending because it's like, come on. It's like, 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 all right, like, if any other group marches against you, that's terrifying. If we march against you, it's adorable. It's a, it's cute. We got our little three by five cards and we're holding up like, you know, don't listen to the show. Don't listen. To, oh, it's just adorable. It's adorable. It really, I'm not going to lie. It is. It's, it's, it's absolutely adorable. But I want to ask you this before we get into new stuff. I want to sure. ask you, you're sitting in the audience. Uh, how, how old are you at this uh, Men, uh, Mencia show? You're sitting oh, in the audience. Oh, uh, how I got started. Yeah. Um, yeah how old are you? I was, uh, I was 19 at the time. 19 years old, you see, you decide to go to a comedy store. Have you been thinking to yourself at this point, hey, you know, being stand-up would be cool? Like, has it rounded your mind? Is that where you're yeah. going to the comedy stores? Uh, well, yeah, it, it, it was at the Brea Improv, and it was my first comedy show, and I knew what comedians were. I knew that people thought I was funny. I knew that I'd <laughs> like to be a comedian. But comedian's one of those jobs where it's like, all right, I'd also like to be the lead singer of Green Day. But how do you get that job? You know, like, how do you, how do you become a rock star? How do you become a movie star? Like, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's a job you want, but yeah. you don't know how you do it. Like, how do you become an, an, an NFL football coach? Well, you start coaching high school, get really good. It's, I, I don't That's know. my one, by the way, the high yeah. football coach. I hate football. I just want to be a coach. Yeah. Head yeah, coach. No. Yeah, it'd last a lot longer in terms of your body. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, Go on. It, 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 it was just one of those things. It was fa- it was Father's Day weekend, and huh. I took my dad uh, to see to see a show. Um, comedian on stage is making jokes. Uh, he starts making midget jokes. Half the audience is laughing. The half the half that's sitting by me is like, <laughs> and your dad's doing that? <laughs> no, the entire audience. The entire oh, audience not your dad. The rest of the people. No, they're standing up for you. My dad's whole life. He doesn't care. Right. That's what I'm saying. He must be laughing. Yeah, he's laughing, and right. I'm laughing. Right, and but the people who want to be offended for you aren't. Yes, exactly. So, okay, please continue. That's your yeah. line. So the comedian notices, and notices there's only two laughs coming from this side of the room, and goes, what's happening over here? And says, what, is one of them here? And I just raised my creepy <laughs> little hand in the air, and was like, what's up? Um, he called me up on stage, and he wanted to talk to me, and he started asking me questions. And I was not trying to be funny. I was answering the questions honestly, and my answers got laughs. And that was the moment where I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. This is what yep. is once you get laughs from strangers, from things that you said, it's like, oh, this is it. This is, this is all I need. This, What's your first hit of hair on? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, and, it, and it's the black tar good shit. Yeah. Um, You're not smoking so, yeah. it anymore. You're going yeah, right yeah, for the yeah, needle. No. Main line, whole way. So, uh, yeah, that was, um, let's see, I'm, that was when I was 19, and we just passed October, I'm 36, so, wow. Yeah, uh, like 15, 17 years ago, math, who cares? I, who cares? I, I just passed 17 years in comedy. Well, yeah. like, it was Father's Day, I didn't really start doing stand-up until October, because Father's Day is in May, I think, May or June. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I didn't start doing stand-up until October, and then that's when I really started. So there you go. Well, yeah, I mean, but it still was a nice long journey for you, right? To go from, you know, there to your first special to, you know, daddy issues to degenerates to now everything that you're doing. But it, yeah. it, they think it's, oh, it's overnight. It's like, dude, I've been doing this a long time. 
Yeah, that's the thing is, uh, oh yeah, they say it's oh they say it's overnight. They they weren't there when you drove. Uh, let's see, what was one of the crazier shows? Well, just like I would I would drive up to I would drive up to San Jose and do a set at the San Jose Improv. Uh, and by the way, that, that that's a six hour drive from where I live. So I I, I I would drive six hours, do a set at the San Jose Improv. Uh, for no money, and in the same night drive home, and that's just because I wanted to do it as much as I can, as much as I could. So you take any set. So yeah, those types of nights, you know, the nights yep. where you're playing uh, a Shreveport, Louisiana, for Been four there. people, and that's the most most popular show. And the and the owner comes out and says, "We're still doing the show," and you're like. That's fucking people and you just sit down at the table with the four people and say all right let's hang let's do this i'm not doing i'm, I'm, I'm not standing up for you four people like let's right. hang and i'll be funny um yeah all those all those nights of like every week going on the road uh fly out fly on wednesday mm-hmm. uh come home monday um from monday to tuesday you you're doing everything that you need to do at home to get your home intact right and fly back out on Wednesday. Out again right exactly yeah, so, how, yeah. now how old's your kid now uh, my kid is 10 months my, okay. my, my 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 daughter is 10 months old same birthday as me january 13th uh born wow. on my birthday and what are uh, the odds? yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's 10 months so i'm now now i'm a brand new father and uh, that's going well so that's why <laughs> like some of these comics are still going out during the pandemic i'm going mm-hmm. out a little bit but I want I I got a I got a ten month old infant daughter, so I I gotta be safe and I I gotta be extra careful. So that's why I'm doing this uh virtual show that you had you, you guys yes. have going along, along the bottom. So thank you. Got it on the crawl for you. Yeah. So yes. Stand up comedy virtual cocktail. Says. Tell us about Stand-up it, comedy, Brad, please. Virtual cocktail after party. Um, literally, it, it it'll be from my house. Right there, I got all these gadgets and gizmos here. Gadgets and gizmos, are plenty. Awesome. Um, what's the score? So, got all that, and uh, doing the live show. I'm gonna do stand up. You can enjoy the stand up, and then once the stand up's done, I sit down. I'm gonna make a cocktail. I'm gonna make my favorite cocktail called Gold Rush, and uh, then I'm gonna enjoy it with you. My wife will be on the laptop there. She'll be able to relay questions to me. And uh, we'll do a little interview, and you could hang out. We can talk. You could ask questions. We can have a ton of fun. And, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. So you can stay safe in your homes with these yep. new upticks in COVID. Wear your jam jams. Wear, wear less than your jam jams. I won't judge you. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I, I can't see you. I don't care if you Jeffrey tubing yourself. Yeah. It's fine. Go. <laughs> Good reference. Uh, five people got it. It's fine. Right. I, I was going to say it. I swear I was waiting to drop it. And then you dropped the tubing one. You got me. It was good, Brad. Uh, gotta drop the tube in reference. So. We're gonna get back to this. 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 We're gonna mention this a few more times before you go. But I want to ask you a question: Has anyone ever told you you sound exactly like Jeremy Piven? <laughs> no, it's a good thing. He's got a very pleasing voice. Oh. Don't, I didn't see you. I didn't see you act like him. You know, like I didn't see you behave like him. Hey, <laughs> said, hey Brad. Yeah. Did anybody ever say hey, like him? Piven. Good luck to you, Piven. No, I didn't. I said <laughs> I said sound his voice. He narrates movies all the time. This is a compliment. Cliff Dorfman. <laughs> you remind me of Piven. No, I said your voice. You sound like Piven. You have a beard like Crystalia. No, you're doing great. You're doing great. 
I see. All I know is I'm going by your philosophy of not being afraid to say shit. I should be able to say. I just think it's funny. I I just think it's hilarious. No, I'm telling you, your voice. I didn't say you behave like him. I didn't say you look like him. I said your voice. When I turn away, I'm like, holy shit, it sounds like Piven. No one's ever told you that. Has, Has Piven been on the show? No, but I worked on Entourage. I, I, I stood next to the guy for two seasons. Was, okay. <laughs> I wrote so, the show. It was, it was. let me tell you something. You sound a lot like the guy. Okay. Sound. I'm just telling right. you. Well, I know the guy. So here's, I, if he does a lot of voiceover, here's what I'm saying. Um, we used to work with um, a guy who did all the voice, like does all the voiceover for Jack Black for like those Kung Fu Panda movies. You could yeah. be like the stand-in Piven um, for like video games and shit. Like... <laughs> I think it could take Piven's jobs. That's what I'm saying. Instead all, of going to Piven, you go to Brat. All the Piven, half the price, <laughs> half the harassment. It's great. Zero harassment. All yeah. you get is funny with you. You get all the yeah. funny. All right. So, so no uh, one's ever told you this. I, I'm no, going to have to hang no. out on the hook for this myself. People are nice out there, Cliff. They don't just call people Piven. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not call you Piven. I'm, I actually love that this happened, but I did not call him Piven. I'm just, I'm, I'm just excited that we haven't even touched the fact that your last name is Dwarfman, and you're let's bring it. You're ta- you're talking to a dwarf man, man. By the way, growing up, that was the and, and that was an insult. By the way, oh, hey, Dwarfman. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like because you're because you're how old? Uh, I am fifty-two. Okay, so you were prime age when those Dwarfon golf, Dwarfon fishing, those movies. Tim came. Conway. Yeah, Tim Conway. So, yep. yeah, yeah. So the fact that you're in last name is Dorfman just worked perfectly for you. You're like, like it, 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 it's always, see, here's, here's why people say, like, because my daughter is also a dwarf. And people have asked me, like, are you happy about that? And I go, yes, because she already knows what her thing is. If you don't know, like, if you don't know what your thing is, you, you don't know what to prepare for. And all of a sudden you show up on the first day of school and someone calls you a dwarfman or dwarf man, you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't prepare for that. You know, or I don't have any jokes. So someone says, like, oh, you have one eye, like, higher than the other. Uh, I'm going to call you levels, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and you're just like, and you didn't know. You had no idea levels. that was going to happen. So now you're not prepared. You're like, oh, uh, levels, your, your mom, you know, like, you don't have a comeback for that. But, like, my daughter will have comebacks ready. I will write them for her. So if anyone comes up to her and has uh, dwarf jokes, I'm like, oh, really? I've heard all of them. I got all the comebacks. Let me write you some shit. You know, it's going to be great. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. And we're talking about growing up. The friends you talk about in all your shows, the ones that you hang out with, the yeah. ones that you chest bump with, are these, your, are these your friends from high school or are these newer friends? I'm curious if you have, like, a group of guys. Dude, I got... Yeah, let me hear this. I got I got my guy buddies. I got okay. my buddy, I I got my buddy Ozzy who <laughs> Where's Ozzy? Is that, is that photo up here? Yeah, here it is. Let me see Hold this. On. Here's me and my buddy Ozzy with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'm getting out of the way. Oh, I there love is. that. Yeah, that's him. That's, right, awesome. that's me actually. That's that, that that's the buddy Ozzy. So yeah, we still have I still have that tight uh tight 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 group of friends and uh I love it, man cuz I'm not the funniest guy in the group. Not even really? Close. No, not even close. Ozzy's hilarious. Um, he's he's conspiracy Ozzy. He believes every conspiracy theory ever. And, oh, okay. I and love that. Uh, you just throw out 
anything, and then he rants on it for 20 minutes on the government. Toothpaste. Satellites and uh, right. that, you know. Toothpaste I mean, is monitored. It gets yeah. chips into your gums. God help us when, the, when the COVID vaccine finally comes out, you're oh. like, don't, don't get that. That's how, that's how they inject the microbots into your veins, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, uh, that's seriously Ozzy. We got, okay. uh, we got my buddy Josh, who was my high school, who was my college roommate, who is a six foot five Jew from Texas. Yeah, they make Jews in Texas. Who go to USC? Um, I didn't know that. Six yeah. foot five Jews from Texas go to USC. Well, where are they going to go? They got to come to the left coast. He, yeah, he was he was playing volleyball <laughs> and he wanted a roommate that he didn't have to share shelves with. So, boom, me, I'm four foot nothing. So uh, he's still my buddy. So really? yeah. I've got that core group, and thank God that uh, I have them, and thank God for fantasy football because that's what kind of keeps us all together. Is we just talk and we talk shit on each other all year. It doesn't matter if it's football season or not. We talk shit on each other all year. If you ever got access to this text thread, all of us are canceled. Well, just I'm canceled because I'm the only one with a show business career, <laughs> but all of us are canceled. We, so you're we, we say big the fans. Worst, worst things. So big fans of the league then. Yeah, the league was great. The league, great. The league was a great show. And yeah, uh, yeah so so okay. we kind of try to emulate that a little bit or our own version of that. But yeah, no, so I got the, I got the same I got the same buddies, man. And you know, you 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 meet friends as you get in the business. Like I've got friends in the business. Like uh, there's a comedian named Chris Porter. He actually did his own Rush Ticks show a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of my best pals, Andrew Santino. Uh, oh, I love guy. Cheeto. Yeah, Cheeto's the best, man. <laughs> that guy is a cool guy. As horrible as my fantasy football text thread is, there's a text thread of me and like five comics. Oh, that's got to be great. Adam Ray, Cheeto, Chris Porter, uh, Tone Bell, and oh. um, yeah, and Ben Glebe. And that, that is the worst shit. Five I, grand for that text thread. <laughs> We'll Five grand cash. We'll do, a, we'll do a live read one day of our text thread and not say what text belonged to. Be great. By the way, that's a that's a bestseller. That, <laughs> that is a bestseller. Text threads. That's yeah, a new a, you and Cheeto hosted yeah. by you and Cheeto. I, yeah, I, I, I actually is, made an app for that once. We actually had one. We got, we got like the really? Squars and uh, David. Uh, oh, we had like uh, we had a bunch of people do it, but uh, David Bory was on it and a couple other people. And it was super fun, except that, that, that it, you couldn't let anything get that bad because it was all out there for everybody. But we actually made an app where people, like uh, comedians, could text each other but add one number and it would automatically feed into this thing. Um, that, and that, that works until everybody realizes they can't say what they want to say. Right. <laughs> you no, know, I'm saying we read the text threads that are already written where you didn't think How anyone was going to read them. Squars. How funny oh. are the damn Sklar brothers? They're so one of the- I mean, really, they, I had the pleasure of interviewing them and, you know, I know them a little. Jason's very close with them. I think, aside from being one of the better shows that's on the air, I just think they're just so natural. And it's, it's, it's the thing that I love about everyone I think is funny. You, Cheeto, all these people who are just, it's effortless. You're up there. And, like, when I'm watching you up there, and this is what I'm going to tell you, I don't think about your size. I don't think about anything other than you talking about it. I think you're fucking funny. That's the Thanks. only thing I think. Well, Thanks. that's all that matters. You're funny. Well, and, that's and, one and or the you other. Find out, you find out in this business, like, when I was younger and I knew a bunch of young comics, uh, like, re- like really new comics, they, they all said like, oh man, Brad, you're so lucky because you got that hook. 
<laughs> and it, it, yeah. it just, you laugh because I go, dude, we're doing stand-up. Like, I, if you have one arm, you can walk on stage and make two jokes about the arm and okay, but then you have to be funny. Like, you can't just walk on stage, tell horrible jokes, but but look at the arm. You know what right. I mean? Like, hey, that, that doesn't work. So no matter what your thing is, you still have to be funny doing it. So yes. or funny talking about it. So, uh, yeah, that was, and there's only so much material on it. Like you're saying, and then eventually you just have to do jokes. Yeah, bro. I put out like (laughs) two CDs and two one hour specials and pretty much like, I I think I've written every dwarf joke ever, you know, like there's none left to write be written. Uh, and you know what? And I think I'm so, I'm so original. And then you find out that, Tanya Lee Davis. I, I, I don't know if you know who that is, but no, I don't. She's a dwarf comedian that was doing it long before me. Her, I thought I was the first dwarf that was up on the that was up on the wall at the at the comedy store. No, Tanya <laughs> Lee, and funny as fuck. She's oh, so wow. great. So oh, yeah, I have to check her out. Well, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. something there's something you talked about, and I think you know. I want to ask you, like pre-COVID, post-COVID. I don't not necessarily to talk about COVID, but to talk about comedy and how it's been affected. Right. So the old race was. Once you're into the club, right, your name's on, you know, your picture's on the wall, et cetera, et cetera. The race is now come up with a new hour. Every year, come up with a new hour, come up with a new hour, right? So that's pre-COVID. And that was great, but very hard. And and I want to talk a little about that. And then I want to talk about now where we're at post-COVID. And it's no longer get an hour, get an hour. It's like, how are we going to perform? You know, like, thank God you're doing this stand-up virtual cocktail party. But, you know, so so let's take it with pre-COVID first, the race for the hour, and then, you know, the new hour let's say. And then post-COVID. So let's go with pre-COVID. Well, pre-COVID, and one of the reasons why I tour as much as I do is because that's how I write. Um, I write on stage. I'm one of those guys where I'm jealous of the really great writers that can sit down and like, I'm going to craft a joke, craft a joke from nothing and just write an original. I'm so jealous of those guys because I have to go on stage with an idea and talk it out and find the funny and remember what parts were funny and then try it out again later that night or the next night. So that's why I would do 48 weeks a year. So, so that, so, and in those 48 weeks, you just get your hour and you got a good hour. Cool. I'm, I'm going to keep that hour until I get a special or something to where I can put that hour out there. But also as you have that hour, you're, you're slowly writing new things and it's like plug and play. Um, Seinfeld had one of the best, uh, uh, metaphors for this, where he goes, your act is, uh, your act is a batting order for, uh, a baseball team where, mm-hmm. yes, you start, you start off with something that always works, all, always gets on base. And then you just like, it, it, it builds, it, it works. And then, and then all of a sudden a, a joke's not working anymore or it, it's, it, it's slumping and it's not okay. Move it down into the order. Like, like it, move it down, like re, re, rearrange it, trade this guy out, send him to <laughs> Milwaukee where you wrote a new joke and then plug that one in. You know, it's like, so you might switch them also depending on what town or city you're in, right? Totally, the order. Totally. totally. Okay. So, um, all that is kind of how you build that hour is where as you're performing the hour that you have, you're slowly writing new things and plugging them in, taking things out. And, uh, and then the time where you really have to really keep writing 
is once you've recorded the special, you have a little bit of time in between when you record the special and when the special is aired. That's when you're just like, I'm chucking everything at the wall and throwing every new bit, every new thought I've ever had. Because once the special airs, you don't want to go out the next weekend and then do the same hour that someone just saw you do. So, yeah. Right, so you retire the hour bit. And then once it airs, it's retired. For me, I mean, I might do a bit if someone... Because I've had this happen, because um, a couple bits go viral once they're done. Like, someone posts a video, someone does a thing, and, it, and the bit gets new life. So, like, I had this bit about how, uh, and I don't know if it was in my first special or my second, but uh, it was. it's called My Urinal, and it's all about how... Second. I, Your yeah, second. Oh, second one? Yeah. Thanks for yeah. the research. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. In the I'm, I'm a special. fan. It's not research. Sorry, go on. Second special, Daddy Issues where I talk about the shorter urinal. That's my fucking urinal. Don't use it. So, uh, and then I did the bit. I, I have a whole new thing about it. But then it kind of, someone chopped up that clip and put that clip online, and then that clip went viral. So now people call out for the urinal bit, and I'm like, okay, I'll just do it. Like, it's, I don't care. For some right. people, they want they want to hear it again. For some people, they still haven't heard it. So it's still funny to them. It's still new to them. So, I don't mind it. I mean, one of the more, more incredible versions of what you're just talking about is uh, Bert Kreischer telling the machine story. Like, he, for the longest time, he would go up on stage. So, like, he would tell the comics backstage. There, there was one time I was doing a show in Pittsburgh with him, uh, Sarah Tiana, Chris Porter. It was a big lineup, great show. And we're all hanging backstage, and he's telling us that like, this is like two or three years after that bit has aired in a special. And he's like, no, I still have to do the, I still have to tell the I am the machine story. And I'm like, no, no, like, no, you don't. You don't have to do it. Just stop. Just stop doing it. Just, you know, and do new bits. He goes, watch. He goes out on stage. And one of the first things he says is, how many of you will be thoroughly disappointed if I don't tell the machine story? <sighs> like, the whole place... <laughs> And then he just looks back at us like, yeah, I <laughs> told you <laughs> I have to do it. Right. Um, but that's more of a rarity, I think. Right. Because most oh, people sure. and, and most comedians that I'm, I'm friendly with, they know it's like once the hour's up and once they're like it's posted or it's, it's you know, it's a special is aired. It's like we're working on the new hour. That's retired. How am I going to get the new hour? But now everything stopped. Like in the specials, like, like what the hell? Right. So yeah. first of all, have you been finding, have you been doing zoom shows? Not like these that you're doing with the stand up and the cocktail thing and actual zoom shows like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, I've done, I've done a few, I've done mm -hmm. those, I've done drive-in shows and I've gone to uh, a few of the places that are open and doing shows, but at like a third capacity or something, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I've done shows that way. Um, and I've gotten, during this whole time, like a new 25, 20 minutes. And, mm. but it's like, like, cause the second I get a bit good over the weekend of doing shows, then I don't perform again for another month. So it's, I don't get to work on that bit and really, really expand it and, re and really make it good. So it's been rough. So, uh, I haven't written a new hour this year. Like I said, it's a new 20 minutes. I have a bunch of stuff on covid uh but and some people have debated if they want to do covid jokes or not and if they do great if they don't whatever but my whole thing is it's like dude we're it's literally the one thing everyone in the country has in common 
right. everyone. We all have our story. We all have our virtual cocktail hours. We all have our toilet paper shopping story. We all have whatever the fuck, you know, we mask all, we frustrations. All, yeah. We all have this shared experience of not getting able to do things that we want to do. Not, right. you know, um, so I get that. So I have jokes about that. Um, the one thing I don't talk about ever uh, is politics. So yeah, if, if us you're, too. <laughs> if you're tired of it, if you feel like Brad, I just want to sit down. I want to laugh. I, I don't want to hear about Orange Man or the other old rich white guy. Uh, <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, that's totally fine. I'm not going to talk about it. And to one of your listeners, uh, yes, mm-hmm. I did see you post the Gold Rush recipe so thank you for doing that uh nice, yeah Nancy. i'll make one i'll make one after my stand-up show and then i will enjoy it because i will need it um virtual <laughs> shows are weird man they're yeah. different they're fun they're fun i'm not i'm not gonna say they're not fun um my quote that i've been saying is if stand-up comedy is heroin virtual shows are the methadone <laughs> like it's just enough it's just <laughs> enough to get you by it's not the good shit but it's but it's enough to get you by, right? You're not so, gonna get the sweats. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> although with these lights, I might get the sweats. Um, these lights I have in my room. Yeah, I might get the sweats. Anyway, but so you're but, you're working on this new material, right? So now you have uh, 25 new minutes. What? Oh. Yeah. Jason showed up, Brad. <laughs> that, Brad doesn't know what that means. Well, let me tell you what it means. It means a red light, and and you know, and now Jason, I was having so much fun. You adjusting your San Fran hat there, Jason? Yeah, well, because I can't put my hat on; it's always crooked. And when I look in the mirror, it just looks more crooked. He always wears crazy. a San Fran hat, Brad. It's not about your about your DJ story. No, that's totally fine. And uh, I I wish your Niners were better. I had like three of them. So do all, I. On my fantasy team, and then they all got hurt. Yeah, everybody, the, the whole team's hurt. You actually, if you had a fantasy team with anybody on there, you've basically blown your season unless you get those trades out of there quick. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so now, Jason, are you coming on to say that we have to stop having fun? See, oh, oh, ouch. <laughs> By the way, ouch. yes, Fred, that's what his job is. His job is the fun stopper. Wow, yeah. wow. The but before stopper. we go. Does his wife also say that? <laughs> ask Stephanie, get her on here right it's now. Like a- Plugged that's up. The, that's the nickname for penis. The fun stopper. That is exactly what it is. It is exactly what I call it. Once you pop the fun, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's done. I'm asleep. I'm probably asleep on you. I am suffocating you. Please get my uh, <laughs> get my CPAP machine on me fast before I I just start stop snoring and I never wake up. He's not hey, kidding. Jason, um, do you, uh, do you live in the Bay Area, Jason? I, I'm. I live down in North Hollywood. My family's from up, uh, uh, up in Concord, Walnut Creek. Okay, North Hollywood. Got it. So that means you live close to me. That means that this holiday season, we're we're gonna go full bad Santa. We're gonna go to a mall, and you and I are just gonna walk around like we're pissed off. Hell yeah, okay. I'm in. I'm in. I I, I think I, I probably go. have some disgruntled uh, ex Santa <laughs> close out there. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm gonna Santa, go. Santa and his elf. I'll call you and say wearing red. Just you know? run it through. Yeah, exactly. Just make sure you there, bring there, your elf costume. There's a Westfield and a Burbank. Home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. From, From home, home, Brad. There you go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know a lot of your bits. Yeah. When before yeah. you came on the show, Jason said to me, "Oh, do you know Brad?" I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I know Brad." I'm like, "Oh my god." He's like, "No, no." I was like, "Oh, you meant do I know him?" And my friends are, <laughs> yeah. "No, I never met him. He's just funny as fuck." <laughs> well, pl- plug your thing again once more. Tell us everything before we go, please. One more All time. Right. So. This Saturday, November 
14th virtual stand-up comedy show and cocktail after party. All you got to do is go to RushTix.com. There you go. There's the link. Events. Brad Williams. Look me up. Buy a ticket. Where does that get you? That gets you in my house. In my house this Saturday. That's where that gets you. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do a stand-up comedy show. You, you can enjoy it safely in your house. You can invite friends over, family that you trust. All watch together. Have that communal experience. Um, and then once the show is done, there, there, there's like a one-minute, maybe a two-minute break where I just kind of you know go pee or something. And then come back. I will sit down. I will make a Gold Rush cocktail. You can make whatever cocktail you want. If you want, if, if you want to make a Gold Rush with me, great. Um, and then I will enjoy <laughs> it. I will talk to you, and uh, we will. I will answer questions. It'll be a virtual hang. And also, one thing that Rush Ticks has, Rush Ticks has a tipping option. So I'm going to turn into a can girl whore. All right. So <laughs> I love it. If you want, if you want me to do the the urinal bit, uh, all right. Tip. I love it. Tips. All right. And once I hear that screen go ching ching, I'll shout out your screen name, and then I'll do I'll 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 dance monkey dance. I don't care. Right. Brad Fantastic. Williams coming soon to Rush Ticks, and then shortly after to OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Brad. Thank you so much, Dude. man, for being here. This was yeah. the best time. Thank, thank you so much. Thanks for and being we'll- Thanks for knowing my bits. It really does help. You did, like, you have no idea how many, I talked about the bad radio shows that I've been on. You have no idea how many times I just wanted to choke some of these DJs and be like, look at Wikipedia. Just to, to take take a minute. Look at Wikipedia. Not that hard. You know, so you don't ask the same fucking questions every time. Great. So, Cliff, Jason, uh, you're the best. Thank you, Brad. Thank, Thank you. you. So are you. I enjoyed myself. See see you soon, and uh, maybe soon. I'll see you over at uh, with Jeff and Adam soon. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Bye, Thank Brad. you, Brad. Brad Thanks. Williams, Bye. everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, I love Brad Williams. I love him, that, too. He's I so mean, funny. And again, it's like I said. I, I said it to him. I'll say it to you. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't see any size. He's talking about dwarf stuff. He's funny when he talks about it, but I don't see any size. He's just fucking funny. I do like that idea of us going with Santa and the elf just going out to the malls and just ra- ra- raising some hell. Um, I'm in, by the oh, way. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you what other idea I like. I like my idea of doing the, uh, the the text thread read. Oh, yeah. Well, I will have to show you this, man. I actually created an app for this. There's an app for that. Um, we tried to get it going. We almost got going good, but uh, it just died down after a little while. But I love that idea. You know what? I love the idea, too. And if I could, if I could, I would gift you money to make the app. I would it's already it made. You. you don't even have to. You don't even have to. It's already there. Well, I would you gift you money to promote the app. I would gift you. You know what? Since I can't gift you that, what else could I gift you? Well, you know, here's the deal. I am. <laughs> Tell me. Look at this. It's already like we went from 150 degrees to hoodie, sweatshirt weather, like overnight. Freezing. Like, overnight. And uh, I, you know, and. And it's like it, bear hibernation weather. It's, I mean, it's, some, it's, in some like, circles, you might be called a bear. Well, in some circles, I would like to be called a bear. <laughs> I'd like in most circles. I don't care what what circles. I would like Certain to be called circles. bears. You with might be those known circles, as a bear. also with other bears, I would go full grizzly man. Bears hibernate like though. They get yeah, they, they, they like a teacher's I, schedule. I'm into, and I want to get. I want to crawl in. You know, if you want to give me like a nice big meundies hoodie, they have the meundies hoodie. Well, let's not forget it's called loungewear. I love lounge, this term. Right, yeah. I love this term though because it's true. Go on. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want a loungewear hoodie and then um, my pants, and <laughs> I would like that all day, please. 
I, okay, but here's the thing. Do you just want plain? Well, I mean, I got to know what to get you. I'm just saying, do you want different? Because there's all these different prints, all these different, you know this, we talk about this all the oh, time. Yeah. So like, what, what do you want? Do you well, want like a I, print, I mean, like a Harry Potter print? I, I think print? that plain, plain is, I wouldn't even call it plain so much as it's, you know, to me, it's the, uh, the just that perfect kind of uh, classic. Because there's always like a stripe, like even the black ones have a nice like purple stripe inside. So it always feels a little kind of cool. Um, but you know, I would go with Christmas llamas. I would go with, uh, Harry Potter eagles. I would, I would do some Dia de los Muertos skulls or some sushis. You know, if you got it, I would take it, you know, like they've got some rad cactus ones and some comic book ones. Like there's always something cool going on. Um, you know, actually, you know what? I want these moose. I want the moose with the Christmas tree. The moose with the Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah okay. In the loungewear pants. Yeah. In the loungewear. Okay, you know what? Last night I woke up, middle of the night, and like you're talking about, it was so freezing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so, and Calabasas is like 10 degrees colder, by the way, than wherever yeah. you are. Yeah. And I woke up literally, like, for, I, I just ran to my drawer, and I got one of the loungewear pants, the MeUndies ones. And I put them on within like, a, you know, less than a minute. I was like, oh, I can breathe again. I'm so warm and comfy now. No, seriously. And also, you know, they got the, uh, um, the free shipping, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's no joke. Nice. They have the the well, you know, the one that I like, you know, and you don't want to get it too into it, all the things you could do in them. <sighs> but you never have to return them. If you don't like them, if you get a hole in them somehow, they get right. caught on a you got caught on a nail because you're wandering around like I do, going outside in your boxer briefs, trying to like clean the gutters, and you get a caught on a rusty nail trying to climb down the ladder um because you forgot to hang the uh the hummingbird feeder for the third time and and that's the nail you cl- cut it on like a, a karmic asshole. You can <laughs> Just no tell them, hey, asked. no questions asked. I need to return these underwear. And they will say, no, keep them. Keep them. Use them as a ShamWow. You know, use them to use them to clean off your glasses because they're so soft. You're not going to scratch your glasses. And then they'll send you another pair or you just, they're not, they're not going to make you pay for the ones you, you ruined. And I'm not saying that you should just purposely yeah. ruin them by like going outside and, you know, maybe slipping on a pile of leaves that you thought were all leaves and find out there's a mud puddle underneath it and you fall oh, in your you? underpants. No, I mean... That kind of stuff happens, I know, but you don't you don't have to tell everybody about, you know, about the time you were you were walking out to your car because it's early, you know, and no you don't think anybody's awake and you just want to warm it up a little bit so you get into the car, but as you're getting into the car, you uh you realize that there, there's been a, a dog leash that's been hanging out the side, and you put your foot through it, you fall on the ground, you've got you've got cuts on your knees and you got your your underwear all like covered in moss and Frozen. Yeah. They, they don't care about that stuff. You don't have to tell them those stories. Okay. So from cuddling to car warming, MeUndies yeah. has the entire spectrum covered. It yeah. is free shipping, right? And yeah. uh, you get 15% off. What's the deal? 15% off. Go to MeUndies.com. Offer code stuck. That's uh, MeUndies.com. Offer code stuck. And don't worry about having to tell that about that time that you tried to put um, all your MeUndies on your head to try and be a ninja. And then um, somebody um, did you grabbed a bunch of uh, weird chopsticks and tried to open up a mouth hole on it. You don't have to tell them about that time. Yeah, don't tell them about that time that you were in bed and you laughed so hard that, you you know, you farted and then you thought it was yep. a fart and it wasn't. See, now you're just going too far. But MeUndies.com. No, me- <laughs> Offer code stuck. That's the only way to get you to stop. Sorry. <laughs> Are you ready for some news? Oh, yeah, man. Bring it. I All right. Well, we got was to- great, though, but bring it. Yeah, we got some. We, Brad was so good. I know. All right, so excited. I got some. I just got some random things I wanted to ask you about, and a couple things I wanted to check on. 
So the first thing I wanted to tell you was uh, today, or this, uh, not today, but it was announced kind of, um, Kate Winslet has officially broken a world record that was uh, uh, original was originally attributed to uh, the latest winner was Tom Cruise. Um, so she has filmed the longest underwater filming sequence, holding her breath of any human being that's ever made a movie. Not like the longest hold of breath ever, but what, but wow. did do a scene uh, for her sci-fi sequel. Um, that we was, talked about this. Yeah, we talked about that. But I, we, what I didn't realize is Tom Cruise did that. I remember the scene in Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. He had to hold his breath for six minutes to film that. She went seven minutes for Avatar 2. I somewhere right now, Tom Cruise is jumping up and down on a couch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have the world record. <laughs> I have the, we're shooting a new Mission Impossible <laughs> seven minutes in one second. Scientology. Scientology. Is that still a thing? Scientology? I think yeah. so. I don't okay, think go on. No, the Keith Raniere <laughs> went 120 years for uh Nexium, but not for Scientology. Nobody's Keith gone. Keith Raniere, yet. he made the mistake of not getting of not getting uh a tax exempt. That was yeah, the biggest mistake. Well, Become a religion. The, yeah, he made the he made the mistake of yeah, he made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was his big mistake. That was the one. That <laughs> was the, the one. Tag, not getting the tax yeah. exempt. Yeah. But oh no, I just yeah, I was cool. really impressed. I thought it was pretty cool that um First of all, it's Kate Winslet of all the people that you would expect to do this. I think Kate Winslet wouldn't have, you know, like they have those Deadpools and all that kind of stuff. It'd yeah. be the last person I'd pick on the list of people that I'd expect to break the most, the longest filming sequence underwater. So really fucking props. Uh, She'd well, be my first. Do you know that there was a Jaguar that's designed after her face? When they built the new body, I think it was two bodies ago, the main designer for Jaguar used Kate Winslet's face to design the front of the Jaguar. This is, is that, a woman. You do not tell me. Yeah, it's a compliment. You got you got a face, face like, like a one of the most gorgeous like I'd want to drive cars. around in. No, yeah. your face is so gorgeous and sleek. I want to put it on the front of a sports car. <laughs> I want I mean, you to, really? the next time here's what I want you to do. The next time you're on Bumble or um <laughs> Farmers Only, you Farmers Only. Dave Chappelle. Or, <laughs> or whatever i want you to walk up to or whatever i don't care if you're like sitting there whatever and be like hey baby you got one sleek ass face <laughs> right, from now on that is my opener <laughs> oh baby how sleek that face, no, that face damn girl sleek. you sleek as hell yeah you sleek as hell by the way i just created that tm cliff dorfman sleek as hell well, i'm not saying kate wins not capable of it but i think Words. of her as a little more of a artsy indie movie kind of person and i don't think of her or what? a proper person yeah i do titanic think of i mean yeah. what are you out of your mind well ti titanic being the exception it's not like it's not the she's exception out there. it's the rule she's filmed tight okay what other what other big mainstream what movies? hasn't she been in Go look um, at her. It would be shorter. And I don't ask you to look things up. We, we've stopped this mostly. But you brought this up. Well, so it's like just The Reader, Revolutionary Road, Eternal Sunshine. With Leo, yeah. right? Eternal Sunshine with James Carey. The right, best movie not, Jim Carrey but, did. But, uh, okay. These are all studio films. They're, but yeah, but, they're, but they, they, they're on that other side of the studio films. It's not you, Quills. So you're saying she's not Wonder an action Wheel. star. Right. She's not. Yeah, exactly. exactly. She's, not in the, she's not the person that you go. Right. I mean, Avatar, yes. Um, this... Uh, you know, obviously she can do anything. Kate Winslet. The things I just wouldn't put her up there. Like you'd think, uh, you know, that there would be other uh, Who? more Sandy action Bullock? oriented. Maybe Sandy Bullock, but probably I wouldn't think of her either. No, she choking like two minutes. Because I, I think she smokes. 
Um, I don't Sandy? know that that's true, but just because she was any t- anybody that was with what? No, I don't know if she does for real, but like so you just started that rumor. Then I think no, Sandy well, Bullock. Smokes. I feel like anybody who was married to Jesse James smoked for a while, way past when she's it was the cool. nicest person. By the way, I believe her sister that. Davina, just... nicest person. Her father, I got to meet, nicest person. Like, could I? I'm shocked she married Jesse James. Thinking that she smokes because she dated Jesse, yeah, nothing about it's not her a crazy leap. <laughs> no, exactly. But she's in, right. yeah, her other movie that's out right now is called Ammonite, uh, uh, which is a-, a Another st- movie named Emma for, that she's in? Yeah, Mary, a paleontologist works alone selling common fossils to tourists. That's, and then right. a chance okay, shop off her life when a visitor hires her to care for his wife. I'm just saying that those are not the movies of somebody that I'm going to expect to hold their breath for seven minutes. Well, but you There's could look at it Michael like- Bay And yeah. Yeah, okay, listen, I just look at it, I guess, with Kate Winslet, like, that is a, a human that's just capable, like, you could tell me anything about Kate Winslet, like, oh, she's, uh, you know, running for prime minister, she won. Oh, she's, uh, you know, a sanitation worker, she's like Daniel Day-Lewis to me. If you told me Daniel Day-Lewis held his breath for eight minutes, it would be not even at all surprising to me, because I'd be like, oh, yeah, he convinced himself he could do that. Yeah, but... Like, that's who yeah. she is to me. But, I mean, if Jason Schwartzman, but what if Jason Schwartzman said, they said he had to hold his breath for something? You wouldn't believe that. Don't use my love of Jason Schwartzman. I know. I'm me. using it against you. Don't I'm using use my love you. of Jason Schwartzman against I, me. I'm just saying. I mean, I would even go this far, and he's been in a couple action movies. If you said Jude Law has just broken the record for longest under, uh, underwater breath hold, you'd still go, why Jude Law? What, for Alfie too? <laughs> yeah, but he's been in action. <laughs> you know? What has he been in that's action-y? Don't um, do that. Don't look just, it up. Unless you know, don't look it up. I, I knew he's in that movie where he like he's in a lot of like uh, futuristic movies. I'm just he's saying I that, don't see Judd Law as actiony. I know, I know. I'm I'm just saying, but he was he was in uh, he's in Sherlock Holmes. Both of those are action movies. Daniel Craig, sure. You tell me he's going to hold his breath. Sean Connery, he would have held rest his soul. Right. He, you tell me he's going to do it. No problem. Always played a spy. And we talking about men. Who are the women? Men? King, Angelina King Jolie. Arthur. Angelina right. Jolie, easy. You tell me she held her breath for seven yeah, minutes. I'm, I'm like, saying, okay, I get that. Age, we just have a different impression of uh, one yeah, because person. I have so much, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, love for Kate Winslet. It's just like, of course she did it. Like she could do anything. Right. That's she's that's amazing. She's yeah. woman here. Her roar. Yeah. yeah. Beyonce. Right. right. Got it. I get it. I get it. Well, okay, let's let's move on. Let's All move right, on. Let's move on. <laughs> I love wow. Kate Winslet. That's what wow. we walked away from. We Kate Winslet does anything. She's your fucking uh, <laughs> sleek as hell, <laughs> girl. You sleek as hell. She's your Chuck Norris. Yeah, I heard. Uh, yeah, by the way, she is Chuck Norris. Go. Yeah, I heard she beat up Chuck Norris just the other day because he said he's Chuck Norris, and she just wanted to see what would happen. Um, right. She tried to beat up Chuck Norris, and instead she broke a mirror. Yeah, exactly. All right, go on. Um, so this one, you probably didn't see this, but. Um, the Mandalorian last episode of The Mandalorian, um, there's some there's some controversy in it because in it, Baby Yoda the puppet eats. Okay, there's just. <laughs> this is kind of a stupid one, but I thought it was funny. So there there's a character in it in the next episode called Lady Frog or Frog Lady, and she she needs the Mandalorian to like get her eggs uh, to her husband so that they can get fertilized and keep their stuff going. Well, Baby Yoda in the episode multiple times gets caught sneaking into this big egg jar um, and stealing and eating the eggs. And it, see, it shows him eating the unfertilized so eggs like several times. Someone abortion-wise got crazy. Well, then people are just really mad at the baby Yoda and they're mad at the story and they're mad um, because the baby Yoda's eating these alien frogs and uh, they just feel like uh, 
they just feel so upset about it. And so like uh, one of the executives over at Disney and Lucasfilm tried to express that these are unfertilized imaginary eggs and just got roasted. Wait, I'm sorry. They tried to express that they were unfertilized imaginary eggs eaten by the imaginary alien and uh, of another imaginary species. Yeah. Right, but the idea that anyone would do that is just so horrible to everyone. Uh, yeah, a lot of fans were like pretty much thinking like basically that Baby Yoda is like jumped the shark and is now a mass murderer in their eyes. They're like, they can never look at Baby Yoda again the same way. I mean, first of all, they're victim blaming. Yeah. <laughs> Baby okay. Yoda's gotta eat. Yeah, no, no, no. The the real the real problem here is the parents. If I have no seriously, if I have fish eggs from another alien species race that have to be fertilized, I'm not leaving them around in crawl space area for my kid to get to them. Because my yeah. kid doesn't know the difference between alien fish eggs and eggs. That's right. That's true. My kids is like, if it's edible, I'm going to eat it. It's yeah. my problem. So you know what? Don't be mad at baby Yoda. That's victim blaming to me. You're victim blaming. And I don't, and also you're food shaming. You really are. You really are. Yeah. You're food shaming and you're victim blaming. So there's the other side of it. If you want to jump on the other side of cancel culture, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's so it. everybody just relax. Baby Yoda, baby Yoda lives to fight another day. You know what? Get mad at Yoda. <laughs> that's you who you'd be mad at. Where was he? He's an absentee parent. He's a deadbeat dad. He's dead. He died. Where's on Yoda? Died on Dagobah well, two, two episodes ago. Oh, you mean the real Yoda? <laughs> that would be where Yoda is, yeah. The real uh, Yoda died two episodes. Well, what do you mean? The kid just lost his dad. Give him a break. He ate the wrong food. I don't know if he's related to that, Yoda. But yes, you're right. And I think it's funny. I just think it's hilarious that exactly what you're saying. Like, these are fake eggs. Yes. <laughs> Give an imaginary creature a little bit of a thing and a love of animals. And, you know, he likes to eat food. He's a kid and he's an, he's a lizard with ears. Yes. Give him a break. Give him a break. No one, he didn't go, hey, mom, are these uh, fish alien eggs from another species that are basically like little abortion crackers? <laughs> and she's like, yes, they are, baby Yoda. And he's like, um, 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 um. like, no, that's not what happened. I mean, so everybody really take a breath. That's, that's, that's my two, three cents. That's so cliff funny. Notes. Uh, um, so the other news, there isn't really anything else going on. Every Obviously, everything is still connected to one particular story going on out there. So... Um, right, but you know, I want to say one thing about that one particular story, right? Yeah, and it's right. Not, not, not about politics. What I think is so great about the four years that just ended, for me especially, you know, having, you know, it's, we're almost now close to eight years of me not watching news. What I think is so fantastic is like in one more year, like maybe a year and a half, I am going to watch every single thing that happened during the four years that we just gave up on as a TV show. I'm going to binge it for four years. I'm going to be like, oh, he did that. That's who Jeffrey Epstein is. That's why that happened. And to me, it's going to be one big murder mystery reality talk show that was on Discovery ID. And they'll be like, hey, I just found this thing that everybody- I can watch it in two hours, by the way. That's true. That'll be good. That'll yeah. be true. It's a great TV show. That's right. That's yeah. right. Horrible thing that people have to live through, but a great TV show for me <laughs> in, in a year from now. I'll just binge it. Sorry, that's go on. Oh, no, no. That's, that's fine. We're I think done with news. Good. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was really more for everybody else, but I don't know if there's enough time. Um, Jason Momoa just did a big in-style interview where he kind of talks about, like, after he finished filming um, the fir that first season of Game of Thrones, he was broke. Like, he didn't have any money after he was doing that first season. And I just wanted to kind of 
talk about that for a minute, not because specifically to Jason MoMA, but um, kind of talk about that, that, that part of Hollywood, you know, and I think, you know, it, and everybody else does like people assume once you make, you do a show and you're anybody on that show that you're big time already. Right. You could be, you know, they think that, you know, you, you, you have a, you know, you have a re reoccurring on a TV show for a year um, that, that you're somebody. And I, I think that I just wanted to talk to you about that. Cause that's not true. Right. Like if you, unless you're like a lead that has like a multi-year contract and even then you might still be driving a, you know, a very uh, reasonably, uh, reasonably aged used car and, and live in an apartment with uh with a couple of roommates. Right. Well, those are the very conservative ones. Uh, the smart ones are living in an affordable place. Let, let me break it down. Here's the deal. HBO back then, and it hasn't changed much, it's HBO Max now, but, but HBO notoriously does not pay a lot of money, not even to their stars. Like, nego renegotiations when the show's hit, that's why they like to use unknowns if you watch HBO's track record, their business model. Most of the shows that break, and you don't know who any of these actors are. until not they're, at they're first. Right. Yeah. That's their MO. That's their business model. So... They don't want to pay you a lot. So let's just see. A guy uh, like Jason, um, by the way, it's it's Momoa. It's not the oh. Museum of Modern Art. It's, it's not, not MoMA. MoMA. It's not MoMA. Oh, yeah. I like MoMA better. I'm not going to lie. I've mispronounced a lot. Thank, thank you. Momoa. MoMA. Yeah, Momoa. No, no, no. I, I only say it because... Uh, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I need it. Okay. I wasn't... Oh, you're very welcome. But why... So Jason MoMA, why... What a guy like that... No one knows him at this point. You know, mm. I'm imagining he's not married to Lisa Bonet at that point, who, you know... Uh, wouldn't have mattered one way or the other. It's not helping him in any way, you know, that's for sure. He, they definitely married for love. So here's the thing. This guy, he goes in, he gets an audition. By the way, he barely has any lines in right. that show. And if you look at the first season until he dies, he dies in the first season. Right. He maybe did four episodes. So let me break this down for you. If you're a guy with no quote person, an actor with no quotes, right? So there's something that's called top of show. Right, for guest stars. And that could be, for some shows, it could be $5,000. For some shows, it could be $3,500. I mean, it could be seventy five If you got good quotes, like really, if people know you and you're booking a guest star on TV, you might get ten grand an episode. I mean, and that is, that is incredibly rare. So a guy like Jason, uh, at that time, that's what, 15, 10 years ago? Eight years ago? About 10 years ago, probably. About 10 years ago, he's looking at 3500 to five grand an episode. Now they say he's recurring, right? So they'll say, okay, so you're recurring, so we might bring you. But you know, recurring just means you, you're locked in at that price. We don't have to make you a series regular. So you're not all shows produced. Because that's all shows produced is you're getting paid for every episode, whether you're in it or not. Mm -hmm. Right? And that means you're a series regular. Those are the, so then the next step down from there is recurring. That means we keep bringing you back and we keep bringing you back, but we pay you exactly a guest star price. And we never tell you how many episodes we can just, if we decide to write you in, we do. If we don't, we don't, you know, just sit tight, try to get other jobs. I would say he did in the first season. I mean, maybe if I get crazy, he did four episodes. Right. Maybe. Yeah, actually yeah, in those, he made 20 grand. I mean, really, I want, I want that to sink in. So after 20 grand cash, so your, your lawyer, agent, manager is 25% right there. Now you got 40% in taxes. He guy went home with like uh, $8,000, $8,500. I mean, and that's real. That's a very right. real thing. Now, now the idea is you're going to build off that. Those roles are the roles that are going to break you. But that role for him, to me, was not a, uh, a role where someone's like, oh, that guy's a movie star. I mean, this right. is a very long stretch from doing that role to being, um, you know, Aquaman. Well, and he was in some other stuff before this. He was on, I guess he was a regular on uh, before Stargate. And, Game of Thrones? Uh, Game of Thrones. Star Baywatch back in 99. 
to 2001 North Shore um, and Stargate Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, you want to laugh? The same guy who created North Shore created uh -huh. Narcos. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a big step up. Well, I'm saying this is what you do. You're in it for so long. This is what I was talking about with Brad. You got you got 10 years of working, and then you get a special, like, oh, look at this guy. He's brand new. Right. You know, it's like that guy yeah. North Shore with uh, all those horrible actors, all of yeah. them. Oh, my God. I mean, not the Baywatch was, but, you know, it was David Hasselhoff. He was right. charming. I mean, you know, it's a, oh, my God. So he really was just in horribleness after horribleness. No. Baywatch. And then and then this. It's like, it's like, and then he gets Game of Thrones, right? So then you're looking at him. Okay, so maybe if he was a regular in there, let's say if he got offered. Okay, so let's get crazy, right? So he was known from Baywatch, right? And he had some heat off of North Shore, but the North Shore was canceled, like, abruptly, by the way. Yeah. It wasn't a good thing. So... Uh, so let's say they, you're going to recur, but we're going to give you 10 grand an right. episode. Okay. So double what I just did. He walked away yeah. with eighteen five. Right. Still nothing. And you're still, you're still What's very that? much working. Yeah. Yeah. 18.5. Let me give you a little example. Oh, we got to go. Yeah. I did 90210. We'll talk about it the next time, but I'm telling you, I did uh, 10 episodes. I was still working the door at the Sunset Marquee. All right. Oh. We have a great episode tomorrow. Yeah. All right, yeah. everybody stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dwarfman, hey, thank you so much, Brad Williams. Brad um, uh, I can't wait to see you again. Ha have a great day, everybody. I love you.